This is Love Talk, the Monica Marshall Podcast. For everyone who desires honest soul-to-soul conversations that will encourage, empower, and fire you up to break strongholds, establish your role in God's plan for this world, and to take bold actions. Here's your host, Monica Marshall. Hi, friends. A fall theme is called Fear Not, a reminder of who's in charge, and we are talking all about overcoming the spirit of fear and growing boldly in faith. My hope is that each day you grow more and more in confidence and develop a supernatural courage and boldness. Hey friends, we are back with the church subject, and today we are going to talk about how to find a church. Um, I talked about it two days ago. I was minding my own business when the Lord said, sit down and write. And that's how this whole week came about. He just decided that it was time to talk about church. And I said, okay, what you got there? Um, So we'll go back to what he said that I was talking about yesterday. He said, if you choose a church to serve you, you will go in with greedy hands and not with an open heart. However, if you choose a church based on what you can offer, you will too receive abundantly. And this is what we will camp on today. I'll say it again, just because it's so good. If you choose a church to serve you, you will go in with greedy hands and not with an open heart. However, if you choose a church based on what you can offer, you will too receive abundantly. So let's look at it this way. What if, just what if, imagine this, we forgot denominations and stuck to the core beliefs of Christianity and stopped looking at churches as Methodist, Baptist, and such and such, and the ones that so-and-so goes into, and this type of people go to this one, and just look at the church as one. All of them, all the churches as one. Yes, there are some differences that we may not be willing to accept from church to church, but doesn't it happen even within the denomination buckets? A while back, a long while back, I looked at all Baptist churches in Charlotte metro area, and if you only knew how many Baptist churches were in Charlotte area, I mean, a lot. Some were small, like there was one that had only 11 people, and some were super large. Their core beliefs matched, but they lived it out differently. Some lean towards other denominations. You know, some were just places where people went into because the core belief was there. The core Baptist type of worshiping was there, but they just did their own thing. So you see, churches did their own thing even within the denomination buckets. And what if... Once again, what if we stepped in as a bridge between? Bridge between those denominations. Just a thought for you to ponder on while 
I'll move on to the next section. I asked the Lord some time ago how we could find the best church for our family. We were we were shopping. <laughs> we talked about it yesterday. We were shopping. We moved around. Some things happened, and now we needed a new church. And I remember that day I was sitting on my chair praying. It was early in the morning, and I said, Lord, how can we find a new church? Like, How should we look? Google, ask people, what should we do? And he stopped me right there and said, what do you have to offer, Monica? <laughs> Guys, I kind of paused because it was not an answer I expected. And it was a, not an answer that I liked. I knew exactly what I was looking for. I knew exactly what our family was looking for. And it had very little to do with what we could do. We had a long list of what we wanted from the church. At this point, we had needs. And we were looking for a church to fill those needs for our family. And I won't bore you with the list that we had, but... I bet if you sat down and started writing it down, you have a long list of what you expect from your church as well. And I tell you what, don't do it. Because when you create that list, you'll realize that there's not one church that can fill your needs. We didn't find a good church for a while. But that question kept surfacing, so I kept working through it. <laughs> my way of working through it was, what can I take off my list to make it easier to find a church? And for a while, we ended up with the church we liked. We still like the pastor and we still listen to his sermons, even if we are across the country now. At the end of the day, we left that very church because at some point we checked all the boxes on a, on a list and we had a new list and needed a new church to match it. Please tell me you are relating. <laughs> Please tell me there's at least one person relating and I know there are many of you. Don't we do that all the time? We kind of outgrow the churches we go to. I heard that word a lot because we are ready to move on to something greater. Maybe we need more theology or maybe we need more, I don't know, fluffy preaching. Whatever we need, we outgrow our churches because we have our list. And our list changes. And even the churches that we love for a while kind of don't fit a new list after a while. All right, so how do we find a church? Well, first of all, we need to rip and shred that list of ours. We need to lose our wants list and ask ourselves exactly what the Lord asked me years ago. What can we offer? And there is a lot. We have more to offer than we ever are able to realize. For example, if you've never heard of God, Hold on, let's rephrase it. If you've never been properly introduced to a God's love and mercy, 
find a church that is open to baby Christians. You'll know very quickly that they are if you see people that don't seem to be the church type going there. And go in with the mindset of helping the lost. Walk in saying, I'm going to help the lost. I know you won't be ready to do it, but just keep it in the forefront of your mind that you desire to nurture those who walk in just like you walked in on the day one. And before you know it, you will be so desperately wanting to help because in the process, you will meet Jesus that seeks the lost and meets them with all his love. You will receive his love and forgiveness. When you stop concentrating on what you need, you will receive that. You will be welcome to his family as his beloved without working for it, as we sometimes think we need to. And all of a sudden, this is the coolest thing. All of a sudden, you'll be the face everyone will know in your church as the one who welcomes newcomers. All because you walked in knowing that you can minister to those that are new to faith. Even if you were new. You were just looking into the future, knowing that after you meet Jesus, you'll be ready and able to introduce Jesus to others. So walk in with that expectation of, I may not know him, but I know I'll meet him and now we'll introduce him to others. And you, if you've been following the Lord for a while and have been church shopping, I'm telling you, I know some call it hopping, but it is shopping to me. Stop and pray. Ask the Lord, how does he want you to serve? Is there a spiritual gift? that you have that could fill a hole in church's body? What is that you do naturally? We'll go through a quick list. Are you the one to start a conversation with random people in grocery store? See what churches need greeters. Do you have supernatural love and empathy for children? Well, see what churches need volunteers in the childcare area. Have you been a drummer or guitar player all your life? Hiding in a garage? Seek a church that needs a drummer on its worship team. Or are you a talented event organizer? Seek a church that needs help coordinating volunteers, events. Churches have needs. Churches' needs lists are way longer than our what we need from the church list. And let me tell you something, because many believe this lie. You do not have to be employed by church to be a part of its operations. A friend of mine who was a church shopper her whole life and never satisfied with any that she attended, felt called to look for a new church while retiring from her event planning business. Okay, <laughs> she said, Oh, it's the funniest thing. Retirement calls for a new hairstyle, a pair of new shoes, girls would get it, and a new church. I don't know how the church fit into it, but that's what she said. And when she said that during her retirement party, one of the guests told her that her church, her actual church, was looking for someone to help with an upcoming conference. And my friend was kind of wishy-washy about it, but then she decided that 
Well, it would be a great serve opportunity. It would be something for her to do. She's retiring. She's going to miss all the um, hustle of her business. Not for a second, she thought that the church would become her home because she's been there before and she actually did not like the pastor. And what is up with pastors in a dislike epidemic? People, stop disliking your pastors. Well, that event, that conference happened 14 years ago. My friend is still in that church, very heavily involved, serving in many, many ways, not just planning events. She's happy, fulfilled, and completely fed. When you ask her, she will tell you that on her list of needs that she had for the churches, there was nothing that the church could fill. She could not check any boxes with the church. Yet, she was happy, fulfilled, and fed. And it's been 14 years. <laughs> Even if she skips half of the sermons while hiding in a nursery because they still have the same pastor. Most of all, she has received so much. So much just because she decided to walk in helping. And she's receiving so much that now she can't help it but to pour out outside of the walls of that church. She's a walking church wherever she goes. So friends, ask yourself, what can I walk in with, not for? And for those who are already walking with the church and you've been for years, take a step back and evaluate why are you here? Is it because you were called to serve within that body and you are serving heavily? Or is it because it's the cool church everyone goes to? Or because you've been there for so long you shouldn't be leaving? Or because your family goes there and you should too? What is the true reason? Why are you in a church you are in? I'm not saying leave it. What I'm saying is, think about why you're there. Are you there for yourself or are you there to give yourself? No matter the answer, whether you are there to be served or whether you are coming in with an open heart, you are going. So you might as well just evaluate it all. Ask the Lord what he's keeping you there for. What can you do? Ask him if this church is really for you, if you should be there. I tell you what, test the Lord. Ask him to show you a need in any church around you and your church in particular that you, that only you can fill. You will receive his love so much more when you come in to serve because you will come in with an open heart, heart full of love for what you are about to offer, for what you're about to do and give to others. And guess what? An open heart full of love attracts more love. It attracts more love. The most amazing thing will happen 
you will all of a sudden wake up filled with everything that he has to offer, his light, and feeling fulfilled. And you'll realize that you weren't even seeking it or working for it. You will realize that none that you asked for was given to you. You will realize that not only your list is all checked, but you've received much, much more. All of a sudden, the list that you had will appear all completed and much more. You will receive a lot of things you didn't even think to ask for. Only because you came in with an open, giving, serving heart. Heart full of love and excitement for what you were about to do and what you were about to serve in. And guess what? An open heart attracts more love and you will receive it. The most amazing thing will happen. You will wake up so filled with his light, with everything that he has to offer. You'll be fulfilled. Your family will be thriving. You'll be excited. Sunday mornings will be something you are waiting for all week. And before you know it, you will be the church outside of the church without even thinking about it. You will start meeting like-minded people that will propel you in your faith. And when people propel you in your faith, they also propel you in your works. So yes, you'll make the connections that you need. Because what? They won't be business connections. They'll be genuine mentorship connections. What you actually really need. Friends, let him choose a church for you. And if you are already in a church that you know he chose for you, let him show you how you should get involved. Don't do it on your own. You know nothing comparing to what he knows. He knows your destiny while you only know your today. Let him make those choices for you. Uncomfortable or not. And friends, let me tell you something. When I said yes to this challenge, the things that he put in front of me were uncomfortable. They stretched me in ways I didn't really want to be stretched. But at the end, looking back, those were the experiences that I needed to be where I am. If not for that stretching, I wouldn't be standing in front of this microphone today. And so much more. So uncomfortable or not, let him choose for you. Let him tell you where to go and what to do and see what happens. And I guarantee it will become your home church for decades. And you will receive tenfold or what you put in. Let me lead you in a prayer. I will leave you with a few minutes of melody so that you can have a soul-to-soul -soul chat with your father. And friends, I say it every day, but just be raw, be yourself, don't filter. Just talk to him. Those are the best prayers. Oh, Father. 
<laughs> we love you. And we are so thankful that while we walk from minute to minute and don't really know what's waiting for us, you have it all planned. You are not just a day ahead, not just a week ahead, but you are eternity ahead of us. So you see, you see how our works today, works for your kingdom, are going to benefit people 15 generations from now. And if only, if only we could follow your lead, you wouldn't have to choose someone else. So Father, I ask that anyone that's listening today, that anyone that's praying with us today, has a moment where they come to you and say, Father, I chose churches to serve me my whole life. I went to churches because my family went there. I went to churches because they were fun and I chose churches to serve me, but no more. I don't have greedy hands any longer. You cleaned my hands. And you've given me an open heart and that's how I want to walk in. Father, I want to walk into a church with an open heart, hands of a servant. So Father, please show me what is it that you need me to do? What can I offer 